Hey, everybody. You mean right now? That's it. Right now, this second. Um, this is this is the Enemy Slime Podcast. Don't know if you heard, but uh, this is episode number 227. I'm your usual host, Jared, and I am joined today by Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Come, my child, and join us in sacred matrimony, whatever, something. Yeah, sacred matrimony. And, yeah, marry us. Uh, speaking of uh, holy matrimony, I have Mr. Michael Mahoney matrimony. It didn't work. Mahoney. It's my big day, you guys. <laughs> We're so excited for you, and you're and you're uh, you're just glowing. You know. Thank that? you. You just you, know, you are so beautiful, Michael. I I can't stop crying. I'm actually just very sweaty. <laughs> well, we we love to gaze upon you. Um, we're back. This is our first podcast since uh, December, and um, I feel like not a lot has happened in those kind of two weeks that we were gone. I don't know if anything pops into your head. I didn't look. Look, it's 2019's already like kind of feeling long, so I haven't done a ton of research about really much of anything. Uh, so if there's something that you want to mention, now's your chance. Otherwise, we'll just move on to what I want to talk about. Um, no, I mean, there's games coming out soon, but there's no games yet. That's what I was going to mention is, are you guys going to pick up Resident Evil 2? Oh, I was thinking about Metro Exodus, but yeah. Didn't Resident Evil 2 come out in the late 90s? Yeah, and they're redoing it. I actually don't mind, that's my favorite Resident Evil. Yeah, and actually it it looks like they did like a really good job instead of a really bad job. Um, so it's like a Resident Evil One remake type thing. Better. It's uh it's closer to because the Resident Evil One remake, like they got rid of like tank controls, but it's still a fixed camera and stuff like that. Like it's still the same game. This is different. They've they've gone back and given it the over the shoulder that Resident Evil Four had. Huh. Um so it, it looks like it plays just like Resident Evil Four. But it's Resident Evil 2. And uh, I'm actually... As long as I get to blow up a cockroach in the middle of the source, was it? Yeah. I have a feeling a lot of that is going to still be in place. Although I have to say... It better be. Um, I, I'm super torn here because for me personally, um, Resident Evil 2 is actually, like from a lore perspective, maybe my favorite in the series. Um, but you realize that lore is not going to be sacred in a remake. It Maybe. It looks like they've been pretty respectful so far, but we'll see. Yeah, well, um, you'll see. But having said that, it's also, uh, I think, maybe the game... Maybe, I think it's the second scariest one in the series for me. And uh, Sure. Watching, uh, watching footage of people playing this has been, like, stressing me out. <laughs> and so I don't know if I'm gonna be able to actually pick it up. You say I'm sure like you have something else in mind, Lucio. What do you What do you think is a scary Resident Evil title? Oh, I've never been like you. Just so you're you're gonna take the stance of that none of them are scary. Well, I mean they, they have jump scares, which you know, fair enough. But like, yeah, yeah, you don't get under my skin. I'm like, not. I'm not saying that, or. Oh, so so well, actually, yeah. So let's let's back up here. Um, what are what are games that you think are are scary? Um, like Fatal Frame got under my skin. Like the stuff that sticks with me. That's what what scares me, right? Like the ones where after you turn off the game, you're still kind of jumpy. Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about you, Mike? Resident Evil never really got me there. For me, this is actually kind of ridiculous, but. Uh, Silent Hill 4, The Room, 
really freaked me out. And I played it with a group of college friends and there was like, there'd be five to eight of us in a room at any given time. And yet we could still work ourselves into like a panic over certain aspects of that game. Which is funny because looking back, it's kind of a ridiculous game. Sure. And, and I mean, if you go look at like Resident Evil 2 PlayStation footage right now. Yeah, it looks sure. it, it's, like it, shit. it's laughable. But having said that, there's something about having the controller in your hands where even kind of those old shitty games can still give you like a sense of tension. Because, no, I'm sure. Because there's always like a stake to it. Like you don't want to die. Um, and uh, the one that the, the one that I would actually list as what I think is the scariest Resident Evil, and maybe scary is not the word, but the most intense Resident Evil, um, mm-hmm. I think is is pretty far and away uh, Nemesis. Just um, so because you have him following you around? Yes, I find that, and, and maybe this is just something that ties into like me in particular, um, the idea of an enemy that I can't kill who is constantly nonstop pursuing me really like just bugs me like it gets to me no absolutely uh one of the scariest games i've ever played is the uh super nintendo game clock tower oh fuck yeah. yeah i could write a i could write a novel about that game that game's fucking I, that, that, there is something about that even if i play it today that i find very unsettling well and a lot of a lot of modern indie horror has tied it has, has like tapped into kind of this like there's your like somas and your mm-hmm. your Outlast and uh, Amnesia, and those are all games like that where, like, for the most part, you're defenseless, but there's this like constant pursuit from an enemy. And and Nemesis was really the first one to do that. I remember the first time I saw Pyramid Head fucking those like weird leg monsters. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty fucked up. That, that that stuck with me, for example. Silent Hill, just the whole series, is pretty good at presenting disturbing yeah. imagery that really resonates with with me, at least. And like, so even yeah, exactly. even four, like, which is pretty outlandish in a lot of cases, they'll do certain things that just I don't know get under my skin in a way that other games aren't don't have the same effect. Yeah, and there, there's another one called um, The Suffering. Oh, Which, yeah. looking back now, looks like shit. But yeah. back then, I remember like seeing the monsters that are basically like tortured, like spirits from the prison. That was pretty, pretty bad too. Well, the upside in a lot of these cases, we were much younger, right? So that's also yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of it's just like the era where you like you just accept some things, and you 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 would look at a PlayStation Two game, and you'd be like, "Well, this is the best anything's ever gonna look." And let's um, see. You know, uh, like I've mentioned Manhunt before, and mm-hmm. I, I maintain that that's a fucking freaky game uh, if you play it in the right in the right things. Yeah, uh, um, but that's a different type of. Yeah, it's, that's true. Uh, I will say one other thing about Nemesis. There's kind of a if you played it back to back with Resident Evil Two, there's um, there's a really obvious parallel. Resident Evil Two has in Claire's campaign, uh, Mister X. Who is the, mm-hmm. the giant guy in the trench coat who who comes mm-hmm. after you? The thing about who also this, pursues you and comes back a couple times. Yes, it seems like it's obvious they were like kind of testing the waters with him. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Mister X though: he can't go through doors. So whenever you're running away from him, if you can make it to a door, he won't follow you through it. So the very first uh-huh. the very first time that you play Nemesis. You operate under the assumption that that's how that is going to work too, 
and Nemesis goes <laughs> Nemesis goes right through doors. He doesn't he sure does. He doesn't think about it at all. And that is there's something about that that is really freaky the first time you encounter it where you and it's it's one of those things where it's outside of the game like unrelated to the game you think you're safe and then the game's like oh oh, no man you're not safe you're not safe at all but uh yeah so i don't know i i'd submit it and i hope that if the resident evil 2 remake does well which i think it will i i'd really like to see them do a remake of nemesis because i think that game um could could use some fleshing out. It's not a great game, but I think it's a great concept. I mean, they could make it better, right? They could make it work. Yeah, they they absolutely yeah. could. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be a real treat. So. Capcom has kind of been nailing it with the remakes. Um, so you know. They're, Which is weird because Capcom is kind of a shitty company. Right? I know that's the, that's what's wild is like it's almost kind of like ebbs and flows for some of these companies where they trade places for who's doing the worst. And uh, I think Capcom had a pretty great 2018, all things considered. Um, they had like Monster yeah. World, and uh, they except fi- for Street Fighter, most of their games have been. I was gonna say they finally finished Street Fighter Five. <laughs> well, no, they still. What, They're what, still finding ways to ruin it. I thought when they put out that uh, what was it, the um, uh, arcade edition, I assumed we were good. I thought we did it. Oh well, the, then they added like r- literal commercials to the fighters. Oh what? Like you can have a picture of like Balrog with like a banner ad on his boxing gloves. All right. Well, never mind. Drink seven up. I take it back. Um, yeah, they're they're putting ads. Ad, they're basically selling ad space on the on the fighters. Did uh, did any of you guys play Mega Man Eleven? Because I heard good things about that too. No, but I heard it's really good. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that, that went really well. I didn't even. Uh, I haven't been following that at all. In fact, I don't even know what like consoles that's on or. Probably all of them. It's just, uh... Yeah, that's what it looks like. It says Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Windows. So. All right. Anything with a processor. Yeah, anyway. it's on the Amiga. It's on your TI eighty three. Good year for uh, good year for Capcom. Who else had a good year? What else? Uh, let's 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 stay positive for a second. Who had a? I would say Nintendo had a good year. I mean, not an Nintendo Amiga. had a great year. No man, Smash is killing it. Smash is really killing it. We talked about it on the last podcast, but I don't, I don't know about you, but like, I'm still playing it. Yeah, me too. Did you uh, did you finish World of Light? No, I haven't finished World of Light. I will say I'm also gonna play it with my kids, to be honest. I will say this: I'm kind of—I uh, don't want to say annoyed, but like it—it—I've sort of chuckled a few times because World of Light, maybe like three times, looks like it's about to end and then just doesn't. They'll—they'll uh, they'll set you up and they're like, "Here he is, the last boss," and you kill him. And then he literally will like go, just go somewhere else. He just flies away and he's like, "Well, now I'm over here." And, like, Fuck. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's well done, and I kind of I'm having enough fun with it that I'm I'm not really looking for it to end. Um, but it is funny how many fake outs it has. Like that that mode is just obsessed with the idea of of making you think you're finished, and then it turns out you've got like another ten hours to go. God damn. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. What else did uh, Nintendo do this year? Aside that's from a good question, aside from have incredible hardware sales. 
Well, they they got a lot of like indies and shit. Yeah, they really did. They've uh, I picked up Hollow Knight on the Switch. It's pretty good. Which one? Hollow Knight. Oh yeah, I uh, I really liked it. How far are you? Uh, I just got to the second. I just beat the second boss, the the lady with the whip thing. Oh okay. That yeah. gives you the gliding ability. Yeah, you're actually not that far from me. I I got stuck. I got lost, and that is my one criticism of that game: is it's easy to get lost. And I cannot figure out where to go, and I just don't care enough to look it up. Like, it's, it's kind of difficult to look that up. And so, because the game is so multi-pathed, and you could do things in certain orders and, and stuff like yeah. that. And so, I just, I kind of just didn't bother at all. Um, it's weird. To, like, the, there's enemies that are just, like, straight up avoid that I don't think... I don't know if they're bosses or what, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's what that was weird to me. But uh, it's a very, like, very straight-up Metroidvania. Right, right. Uh, which I like, so that's cool for me. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I, it's one of those ones where I'd like to go back, but I have a feeling I just never will. <laughs> and it's not really because I don't want to. It's just because there's so much, there's so much other stuff to do, and I think more and more every day I find myself you know, playing games less, and so my my time becomes a lot more valuable uh, when when I do decide to spend it on a game. And and speaking of which, I'm sure that's a sentiment that you share, Michael. What did what have you uh, what sticks out for you this year? Anything? I was thinking about this while we were talking about God of War. I can't remember if I even played anything this year. You didn't get you played Yakuza. Oh yeah, Yakuza Zero Star. Oh yeah, I suppose I did. I haven't played that much, but it is good. Oh, you didn't finish it? No, I haven't. Uh, haven't sat or sat down with it for a while. Speaking of a game that you're gonna get lost in, there's so much side shit there. Like the last time I played, I was like, okay, I'm gonna finish it today, <laughs> and then I spent like six hours just fucking around with the buggy. <laughs> I had I had that happen a lot to me in in Zero. I found myself in a lot of situations where I'd be like, all right, I'm ready, let's get on that home stretch, and then I'd get totally distracted. And suddenly I'm like, I'm, boy, I, I spent a lot more time on that uh, telephone with women, uh, <laughs> more than I probably should have. Oh, and zero? Yeah, I just, I couldn't. Yeah. You know, every every Yakuza game has a lot of side stuff, and not all of it is really worth spending time on, but when you find the right one, it'll really just eat up a whole day. Well, it was one of those things where I don't even know that the game was really good, but it was, you know, when something is like just hard enough that you can't do it, but you can very clearly see how you could. And so mm-hmm. you and so you like spend more time trying to do it. It was like that where, you know, the, it, it was just hard enough that it annoyed me that I was failing it. And so I kept coming back to it and, and ended up doing it over and over again. Uh, so, yeah, I, I spend a lot of times with the... Um... With a stupid like a uh, bartending minigame. Uh huh. Um, I spent a lot of time in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I completed all of the um, like all of the arcade quests, even though I don't really play them, and the claw machine can go get fucked because I don't like it. Uh, but I finished it anyway, so it's like. Yeah, I think it is it Kiwami that has like the little boy who's like, "Will you win me this?" And you have to like keep winning things over and over again. Uh, that's he like shows up every day. He's like, I need this uh, rabbit, and you have to get it. Kiwami has the girl who uh, 
Goro has to keep getting stuff for. But then in Kiwami, it's the old man who keeps trying to win uh, toys for the hostess. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Oh, that's right. There's a hostess in the name, too, in fucking Peace of the North Star, which is like the weirdest, like, thing in fucking post-apocalyptic, like, world to have a nightclub where you have hostesses. The whole city doesn't really make sense in the whole Fist of the North Star lore. Not at all. At all. Like It's a lot of fun, though. Like, it's a... It it's not lore appropriate, but it's a good pairing of the two two styles. I, I like the fact that um, like basically, Kenshida all this mundane shit with like his fist of the North Star power. Mm-hmm. So like he would like do the Hokuto, you know, one hundred shake rush when he's making a good skin. Yeah, he he will do like his power up stance when he's opening the nightclub. Mm-hmm. Just dumb shit like that. That, for some reason, that just amuses me to know. Which, which is very in line with the whole Yakuza series, like that phone game that Jared was talking about. Like you do this big, exaggerated, like almost like you're doing like a karate attack to pick up a phone, and you play, you know, say yeah, hello. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it kind of revels in its over-the-top ridiculousness sometimes, but it's generally pretty fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody who takes a Fist of the North Star like lore seriously, and if that person is, you know, know what's okay. wrong with that person. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> why are you taking this seriously? But uh, you know, it's never been a series that's been, you know, too full of itself to allow for for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you know it works well. Here's a uh, here's a kind of follow up question, not necessarily follow up question, but um, given that you know, like like Michael didn't play much this year, uh, here's a here's a one two. It's a two parter. Um, what if any are there any games that you that came out last year that you still intend to play? Um, and then the second one is: is there anything that came out last year that you'd really like to play and you just know that you never will? I guess I'd probably like to play Red Dead Redemption at some point. Do you know you never will? <laughs> no, I'll probably get around to it. It's so long. I'm still not done with it. Um, I need to go back, but the and I'm scared the further I get away from it that I'm not going to remember like how to control it and stuff like that because that is not a it's not how to a, ride a horsey. It, it's not a simple game to control. There's a lot of extra buttons and uh, there's a lot of stuff that you could do that would definitely lead to you like laying waste to someone when you meant to like wave hello. Um, so I'm going to have to kind of relearn it a little bit, but, um, I know it wasn't hyper popular, but as I, as I get towards the game's end game, um, I'm finding it really hard to imagine, like, unless they totally botch the ending, uh, it's going to, it's way more powerful than, than the first game. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing a, they're doing a really good job. Uh, with with the character of Arthur Morgan and what they're doing with them, and I'll I'll wrap it up, but uh, but it, it, it's pretty nice. What about you, Lucio? Anything that you didn't play that you that you wished you had or that you'd still like? To well, uh, I picked up uh, the latest Dragon Quest and Assassin's Creed, which I still haven't opened. <laughs> um, but uh, I also want to play Spider Man. Oh yeah, and hey. I haven't picked it up yet because. Like, I know that the second I, I buy that game, it's going to be 
it's going to be like a game of the year edition with all the DLC at half price. I think you're right. And so I'm trying to hold off, but man, I almost bought the uh, digital deluxe edition over the holidays, but then I forgot. Um, so, but yeah. So what? What is the newest Dragon Quest? I don't even know. Dragon Quest Eleven. There's a lot of people uh, talking about uh, the, the next Smash character they think will be from Dragon's Quest because you you forget that it's like hyper popular in Japan. Oh yeah, it's basically been keeping Square in business for the past like ten years while they were fucking around with Final Fantasy XI. And conversely, I don't know anybody here who plays it except you now. I played eight. You might be the first. The reason why I picked this one up is because it's supposed to be more modern and like open world and stuff, mm-hmm. which wasn't really the case with Dragon Quest before, but we'll see. It looks kind of, uh, and just from looks, it looks kind of Xenoblade-ish when I look at screenshots. Yeah, there. yeah. So that'd, looks... that'd be cool. So we'll, we'll see if they actually deliver because I know they're with Japanese. I'll... Uh... Yeah. I'll submit that as game that I would like to play, but no, I never will. Uh, Octopath. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Well, I was gonna say Octopath Traveler on the on the JRPG front. Um, oh yeah, I was meaning to pick that up. I guess. <laughs> I liked the demo, but I just I I know I'm never gonna do it. It's it sounds too long. I don't even know how long it is, but it sounds too long. So I'm sure it's long enough. That's enough for me. It's uh, JRPG long, right? So yeah, at least like forty hours. Yeah, something like that. Did that? Uh, did that? No more heroes sequel come out yet? No, not yet. But it, I don't know, man. I'm. That's another one where, like, I'd like to play that, but I won't. I also don't really know how that game works without a Wiimote. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not like sold on like motion control shit. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, is this one being done by Suda51? I don't think it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Ah, never mind. I have to take that back. It is. It is? Yeah. Well, it doesn't really mean much. Well, it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean that it will be good. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. No, there's there's no guarantees with that guy. It could it could be any kind of things. And I, I never even played No More Heroes 2. Um, so I have no idea how they're... I like No More Heroes. I like... Um... I liked a lot of his stuff, but like Killer, uh, not Killer, is the, the other one he did, Let It Die. That was a huge disappointment for me. Oh, yeah. I didn't play that. I think, did Michael play that? or That was the one we played at PAX, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. That was where we, uh, that was where we got to like interview the guy. It wasn't Suda51, but we, we talked to the other guy. Yeah. Um, Suda52. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was Suda52. There he was. Yeah, that game um, that game seemed like a, a bummer, and it seemed like something that probably would have worked well if they hadn't put their business model on it. Their exactly, that's what I want to say. It's like it wasn't a bad game mechanically, but the the way that it was sold and monetized just made it like a chore to play. Yeah, we were even thinking that while we were playing it. Like, I think I think we walked away from that meeting being like, "So that's gonna be shit, right?" Like. I walked away being intrigued, but the fact that it was a free-to-play game... I mean, I was, I was hoping to be pleasantly surprised, but... Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I haven't been yet. If anything, in 2018, I think it's the day that, for me, free-to-play games finally died. Like, I don't even... 
I consider them anymore. I don't care what it is. I just don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother at all. I will say, um, man, it it is kind of wild to me how like how deeply uh, Fortnite has hit the culture. Like everybody knows Fortnite. Um, yeah, they sure do. My mom Which knows, is? knows Fortnite. Well, so I mean, Michael's always going to be the outlier here, but it's uh, you know Fortnite, Michael. Don't try to pretend like you don't. I mean, I have heard the name, but I really don't know what it is. It's Epic's uh, Battle Royale. So they basically came in. Pub PUBG was was good, but at the end of the day, it was uh, unpolished and and kind of shitty. And um, it was an early access. Activision and Epic basically saw this this uh, kind of hubaloo around it as an opportunity for them. So uh, mm. Epic put out Fortnite. Activision puts out Black Ops Four, and they both pretty much just crush PUBG. Yeah, um, man, I feel kind of... I would feel sorry for them if I had invented a, a genre that I hate, but yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean, they still have a pretty good following, so it's not like it's not like uh, PUBG's done, but uh, it's definitely dropped down and lost a lot of audience to these other games. But uh, as good as the Black Ops uh, uh, version is, Fortnite has just completely surpassed it and like i said it's it's just so huge you hear about that game everywhere you see it everywhere um i have people like ask me about it i don't tell people that i play games for fun anymore like if they're like what do you do for fun i i just lie and and I, oh i read i like to read i just uh, stare at the wall and feel bad about myself yeah i just i just go home and try not to kill myself and <laughs> um it's worked so far but, Keep uh, going, Jack. but if 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 I tell them that I play games, they're always like, "Oh, like Fortnite." They're like, "No." <laughs> yeah, and then and that's so that's the thing is it's not no like World of Warcraft. It's not that I'm ashamed to be playing video games. It's just that I don't want to have a discussion about what they are to me or or what type of games. My nephew really likes Fortnite. He plays it all the time. My, Do you my, know my nephew? Yeah, have you seen him on there? Have you have you played with him? He's, He's got the one a that channel. Me you a should cunt. check it out. Yeah, he was the one. Oh, actually, funny enough, he said that I should come over and fuck you. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, like, but, you know, someone like my mom is not going to understand the difference between like Fortnite and Smash Brothers, and why I would find one to be really good and the other to be not worth my time. Uh, so it's it's just easier not to have those conversations, I think. Is Overdeal yeah. like that Minecraft game? Yeah, uh, and that's another... Like, everyone knows Minecraft. Uh, that's a that's a pretty essential uh, title. You know what else everybody knows? It's Pokemon. And I'll I'll put that one, that one on my list of games that I wanted to play that I probably never will as well. Uh... I really like I I like the idea of that Let's Go Pikachu where they remade the original in a in a 3D engine and I hope that that's just a quick cash grab before they do that with the mainline series um they um I got it for my kids they seem to like it I haven't touched it I have a a coworker that played it and he he made it sound pretty good uh he actually kind of got me interested in it It looks fun it was fun. Well, and so he was talking about like we 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 got to talking about like favorite Pokemon and um I we were talking about like what version he had and there was a, there was a moment there where I was like you know what maybe I'll grab the other one and we could 
you know, like like trade the exclusives. And no, Jared, Eevee's for girls. It just it just won't it won't materialize. I won't end up doing it. Is Eevee for for girls? I don't know. Maybe. Could you uh, could you name all 151 Pokemon, Lucio? No, of course not. What the fuck, dude? What if I showed you their pictures? Could you uh, could you name them? Do all? You, are you telling me if I can tell you who's that Pokemon? Yeah, kind of. Except I'm asking. I don't. Not with, not even with the silhouette. Like if I just showed you a picture. There's a hint. It's secretly a gravestone. <laughs> um, the originals, maybe. I don't, there's so many now. Because we tried the other day, uh, and it's harder than it looks. Uh, it's amazing how much stuff you like forget. And and we talk about like low hanging fruit Pokemon in in like the current gen. But even some of the ones back then are are kind of duds. Like like that. I mean, there were some bad bad stuff. Like that, Silhouette. That guy who's just a tree. <laughs> Executioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. And uh, there's there's just like some really forgettable ones, like like Rhydon. Yeah, Rhydon was just kind of like a rhino. And uh, and and like. Um, and it's funny because what I'm what I'm calling out is like lazy or, or lame. There's probably someone at home who's like, "What the fuck? That's my favorite one." Like I'm, I'm crazy for Goldeen. That's the best Pokemon. If you are a Goldeen fan, send us an email and call us mean names. Yeah, I'll, I'll we can I'll, take it. I'll apologize, but I'm just saying right now, Goldeen's shit. Um, there's too many birds. There shouldn't. There doesn't need to be that many birds. There should just really only be like one. Pidgeotto is basically like a pigeon, and they were like, just like, oh, Pidgeotto is just pigeon. He's a pigeon. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, is is like Chandelier, who's literally just a chandelier, is that super clever? No. But let's let's not act like these original sets were just like the pinnacles of creativity. Uh, a lot of these are still like a guy just looked around his room and was like, what's that? Okay, let's do that. <laughs> We'll, we'll call it that one. Lampamon. Lampamon. Well, I, I think there might be one coming, so we can't only say so much about it. Magazine cat. Nice. Oh, that was that was a Litton, Litton, which is basically a cat that's on fire. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh now, yeah. Now, if it was just also a book that you could read. Uh, sure. It would be perfect. Wet dog. <laughs> what else is uh what what else is coming out this year that looks worth investigating? I think Resident Evil looks good. Um you you said Metro. Yep. Is it seriously like just about to come out? Yeah, it's in uh January or February. Have we seen any footage of it? Yeah. Have There's we? a gameplay trailer. There's a story trailer. I remember like the E3 demo. But I feel like I haven't seen like the game yet. Uh, I don't know, man, because I think Metro is kind of a niche thing. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. When I saw that demo at E3, it just it felt to me like something that was like a lot further away. Um, but it, if if it, if it's out now, that's dope. That's cool. I mean, it's Deep Silver. That's a publisher that isn't. Great. Right, that's true. You know you know what else is like just around the corner that I'm kind of surprised by because I figured it would be one Seiko, of Seiko Shadow Slay twice. Wait, how when does that come out? March. No really? way, what? Yeah. 
That doesn't sound right. Well, I mean, you can still go delay it, but... Okay, well, I have another one to add to the list, then. Uh, Anthem. I thought Anthem... Oh, um, I thought yes. an- I thought Anthem would be like end of the year at best. Oh no, it's going to be shit. It's going to be absolute. Well, it was supposed to be end of 2018. I was going to say I'm surprised it's not out sooner than that. They need to get those uh, destiny. It got delayed. Yeah, well, I-, I saw some gameplay, and I will admit, like the action looks pretty fluid, but the gameplay loop itself looks pre- so pre- pretty destiny. bad. So yeah, and, and that's that's actually a really fair example because Destiny has. You know, Bungie working on it, who uh, say what you will about them, like they can make some really fun shooting. They no, just, the gameplay of Destiny isn't bad. It's just the gameplay loop is shit. They just can't make a fun MMO. I feel like next you're going to be like, oh, and Cyberpunk 2077, that'll be out in March. God, I wish. You wouldn't be able to to hear me from like just the sound of my erection throbbing if that was the case. <laughs> I would really like it if they just put that out. And, like, didn't do any press or anything. They're just like, it's available now. You know when, like, every now and then, like, Netflix did that with, like, the Cloverfield yeah. thing where they, they played the trailer during the Super Bowl and they're like, oh, by the way, you can watch it right you now. You can see it now, yeah. Um, speaking of which, there's a, a game by Obsidian that looks really interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Outer Worlds, I think it's called, something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I talked with uh, Michael about that a little bit. Um. Or maybe it was the group chat. I don't remember. But I was saying that I wasn't super into the humor. Yeah. But other than that, it actually does look pretty good. Like, I I think I'll definitely pick it up if and when it, it winds up coming out. We don't have a date for yeah. that one yet. No. It's just as oh, oh, this. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we can try that. Yeah, I watched that gameplay demo. It's so obvious what they're doing. Like, they're really zeroing in <laughs> on all the stuff that Fallout doesn't do anymore. And so, yeah, like, but it reminded me more of Firefly than Fallout, which is weird. Because uh, I know I know they were basically just taking punches of Bethesda. No, I, I uh, get that. Thematically, it looks a lot more like it. But, like, did you see... Uh, I don't know how much gameplay footage you've looked at, but have you seen how, like, they have this... So, this is, this is pretty wild. Um, they have this uh, dialogue system where uh, when you click the option that you want to pick the the character is it's implied is saying everything that that option shows like it's not it, it's not a it's not a convenient wheel that just has like a hint of what you're going to say what what a concept i don't know man it just it seems cumbersome it seems really really uh long and and overdrawn when why do that when you could have a wheel that just has like one word to be like angry sarcastic and then you threaten to like rape him yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the ticket. Um, I got frustrated with that with Mass Effect by the end. I feel like it's actually something that got worse as I played. You know, I'll still stand up for the dialogue wheel as a good innovation for Mass Effect. What I won't can't abide by is the way that it got adapted by everybody else. Like that's something that should have stayed with Mass Effect. Yeah, even with like Dragon Age, it didn't work didn't well. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that how they ascribe the symbols to it. I mean, I know I've gone off on on morality <laughs> systems and stuff like that before, but I don't I don't like that it was always like pick this answer if you're a bad boy, pick this answer if you're a good boy. Um, I I'll always come back to The Witcher as being my my like favorite morality based uh, uh, 
like decision making system in an RPG because it's not like this is the bad one and this is the good one. It's just like, what do you think you should do? And maybe sometimes you do something bad, but maybe sometimes you do something good. And maybe we would all also define that completely differently. Also in The Witcher, you can also, it's usually being a good person doesn't necessarily work out for everybody. Right. Like with the whole thing with the, the, the evil tree. Like if you do what is usually considered the nice thing and find a way to like finish the quest without killing it, you really fuck over a lot of people. Well, and I think uh, I've said this before with like uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, that's a good game where it's an example of like when you when you play as the good guy, everything is so much harder. Um, whereas if you mm-hmm. if you play as the as the Sith, people run up to you and they're like, "Help find my son," and you just choke them to death and take their money. And uh, you can you can get like real rich real quick in that game because every anybody who gives out quest rewards, if you kill them, you can just have them like they're, it's on their body. And uh, and so if you're an asshole, you can just plow through that game. But if you're a good guy, you're going on a bunch of fetch quests. and You're doing all this crazy shit. And even then, you're like not getting the full reward for a lot of it. And uh, they really kind of go out of their way to to make it something where being bad has a reward to it. And um, The Witcher has... Not necessarily a reward, but in The Witcher, doing the right, what seems to be the right thing or the nice thing isn't always the right thing. You know what I mean? Right. There's kind of like (laughs) unintended consequences to things. Right. uh, So in general, especially when it comes to the monsters, you need to get in the headspace of don't trust them. They're all liars. And if you do what they tell you and try to avoid the fight you will probably end up hurting a lot of more people who are essentially innocent. Right. It's not a, it, it quickly pounds into you that like, this isn't a world where you should show too much compassion. Exactly. A little bit would be nice, but maybe not necessarily the whole thing. Especially not for the monsters though. Any, anyway, the Outer Worlds looks very, uh, very RPG-ish, and it looks like they've whoever whoever's making this at Obsidian has very obviously like read some forums where <laughs> where people like us are hanging out um, because it it really feels like a direct response to the like casualization of the even in series. in the reveal trailer they were like from the creators of the two good Fallout's. <laughs> It's you know, that's, uh, that's not unfair. I went back and played 3 not too long ago. It's not very good. No, I think we were all blinded by the it's, fact that it something that existed, yeah. yeah. Well, and it, I mean, it's a hell of a lot better than what we have now. Um, yeah, that is true. So. But to this day, like, New Vegas is still a really good, well-thought-out game, even despite its flaws. Yeah, it's, it's like, terminally broken, but... Uh, but man, it, it is. Uh, I, I I could probably still fun. I could probably get lost in it right now. No, there's problem. still a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think that I felt that that feeling quite as much with Fallout Three. Um, it's it's hard though because like, you know, this is this is a response to us. But like, this game probably won't sell well. It'll it'll just, no. it'll just do okay. And like, Fallout is probably more popular now than it's ever. Oh yeah, been. Than it's ever been, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a, a a friend who has like a young son who is like super into it, and I I keep telling him like, you know, this actually used to be good. It's it's not anymore. 
Uh, you are you are that old guy that is like, in my time, yeah. like, Fallout no, was good. God, man, you, you got here at the wrong time. He's talking about like buying like Fallout cookbooks and all this like crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's Fallout merch now, man. No, we're just we're lucky we get to have one last little taste of that world before it goes away forever. Well, like, yeah, exactly. Like now it's gonna be on t-shirts and shit, you know, like. Oh yeah, just, it is on t-shirts. I, I have a Fallout t-shirt. I have coworkers who wear Fallout t-shirts, and it's just. Regardless of where they started with the series, like it's just it's sad to see it be that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I own a I own a follow T shirt that uh, some friends got for me, and I don't think they understand that they basically give gave me a gift of like the death of something that used to be mine. You know. Yeah, it's like if it's like if a a, rel- a beloved cousin of yours died, and then I gave you a, a framed photo of him. It's like oh oh thanks. Or you put a, a stuffed effigy of them on a bed in a hotel room. Yeah, that's a better example. Because <laughs> it's like, I mean, when stuff gets popular, and I was trying to kind of try to explain this to my son the other night. I forgot what was the context. Uh, I think it was uh, the Marvel Universe. Like when things get popular, they kind of start getting sanitized, and a lot of times they just lose whatever it is that made him special in the first place. Um, and, and I think Fallout is like a prime example of that, right? Because when I was my son's age and, you know, was playing Fallout and I was the only nerd playing Fallout, um, I would have killed for like mainstream appeal. Another person to talk to about it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, cause I, I, I tried to force my players, my friends to play it and they were like, what the fuck is this Lucio? What's wrong with you? You know? Um, well, it's hard when you got Duke Nukem over there looking at exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, now that I finally got what I wanted, it's like it's horrible because this is not my Fallout, and my Fallout is dead, and that's fine. I came to terms with that. But well, the um, the best case scenario is that the Outer World sells enough to break even, and maybe give like a couple nice vacations to some people. At Obsidian, and uh, and we get more of it. Um, well, that would be nice. I, I would I would be okay with that. It'd be nice if it could just fly under the radar, and uh, and and not be like too controversial or too problematic. Just you know, just sail under the radar, and uh, and you know, work well enough. Yeah, you know, sell a few, and a few thousand copies. If there's a back room that you can get into on a hidden door that has a stripper inside it, I think that's pretty great too. Yeah, why would they be rid of that? Come on, come on, let's bring it back, guys. It was good enough for Duke Nukem. It's good enough for us. Exactly. Boy, you made me look at pictures of Duke Nukem. What a cool yeah. guy. Yeah. What a too bad. Too bad they did what they did to him. Super cool, dude. I never even did. Anybody play Duke Nukem forever? Jason. Oh, that's right. Didn't he? Didn't he write about it on the site? He absolutely hated it. Oh man, that what a what a gem! What a time to be alive. When we get, God. I don't know. Can you guys? Uh, what's I can't wait until we finally get Half Life Three to see how bad it's gonna be. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be real neat. I like <laughs> I liked Half Life Three. Uh, the the tweets that I read that told the story of it. It was all right. I don't know. Apparently, they did bad things to to Alex. Yeah, things don't go great for for anybody, if I'm remembering correctly. 
Yeah, and I don't think they were setting up for, so I'm not sure why everybody was like mad. Like, if you were paying attention, things weren't going great for anybody in the other games either. It probably wasn't going to be like, and then everybody went to brunch. Exactly. They were eating shawarma in New York City. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Very quirky. See, and then conversely, like, that's one that's pretty much guaranteed to have a nice happy ending. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, Shadows Die Twice is March 22nd. That is blowing me away. There you hmm. go. I thought this was going to be like a like a next year uh, kind of thing. I didn't even think it would be a 2019 uh, game. Well, Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's cool. I'll. Uh, do you think you'll give that one a go, Michael? Yeah, I'd probably give it a shot. See what see what's up with that. You'd see what's going so on there. January miracle. Yeah. Uh, Hooray! It looks really nice too. Like I, I don't know if it'll look yeah, like it this when good. it comes out, but man, all the like screenshots and footage that I've seen of it. What a what a great looking game. It's gonna be hard to differentiate it from what's that Sony exclusive one that's got the samurais. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Um, fuck. Uh, oh, it's uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that one. Because that is uh, Sucker Punch. So that's the infamous people that are doing that one. Yeah. So there's no reason to assume that that wouldn't also be good. Like, that that could also no, be No, that looks like something that could really work. So we, we could have two, like, samurai games in in one year maybe i think i think ghost of tsushima could very well be a 2020 and i'm i'm also growing increasingly concerned that uh last of us is going to become a 2020 as well i think cyberpunk is going to be 2020 i would really like it to be this year but it's not looking good um and uh, of course uh the game everyone's looking forward to my boy, Sonic. My boy Death Stranding. Oh, and Sonic. Death Stranding is not coming out this year. Don't fucking okay. lie to it's me. It's the first podcast of the year. What do you want? You want to play some bets? Yeah, let's do it. Here, I'll write it down in the book. All right. So, uh, so is it coming out this year? Lucio, you say no. No, it's not way. Okay. Uh, so Lucio says no. Michael, is it coming out this year? This is the middle of year one, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's Kojima's game. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say no. You know what? Someone has to bet against you, so I'll go ahead and say yes. I'll be, I'll be shocked. Um, now, here's the, here's the <coughs> follow-up. Uh, if it does come out, what will be its Metacritic score out of 100? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's very hard to, to guess. Yeah, that's, that's why we're going to do it. Uh, 76. Okay. Michael, what about you? I'm guessing it's going to... I think it's either going to start out really high and then over the years drop really low or vice versa. So, uh, well, give me a number. What do you think? Of, what do you think? Uh, let's, let's just say this is one week after. One week after the games come out. What do you think the, the Metacritic score will be? I'm going to say everyone's going to convince themselves it's good. So I'm going to say it's going to start out at 95. And then by the year thereafter, it's going to be like 40. Well, that's a hell of a, a, hell of a drop, man. I'm going, to meet yeah. you guys, I'm going to meet you guys in the middle. I'm going to say 88. 
I think it'll be all right, but I, I, th- I think it'll be like a Last Guardian situation where everyone like agrees, oh, this is good, but also deeply flawed. I think it's going to be glorious. I mean, I hope. I, I want it. And to- by glorious, I don't necessarily mean good. Oh, it. I mean, it's going to be amazing because it's going to be Kojima Unchained. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great if it's just fucking insane. I I hope that it is just balls to the wall, uh, pure insanity, and anything less than that at this point really isn't acceptable. So, it it kind of needs to be just nuts, um, because it, like I want to see Norman Riddles like. He gets given birth and shit. Yeah, he needs to get pregnant and have the baby out of his penis. Sure, let's do it. That's what a game is. Because that's what I was always so mad about in Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had a, he had a C-section. That's, he's not a, he's not a probably, real woman. That's, he probably would have had to. That's cheating. You got to push that baby out through your penis. What a strange word, place to go in the podcast. But yeah, thanks Kojima. Well, we still we still got like another ten minutes here. Um, oh, I just said it's a strange place to go. Oh, strange strange place to wind up. Well, that's how uh, that's how Kojima is, man. He brings out the strangest in in me. So now you know. Yeah. If this is just a podcast without it being released, imagine how Chris is gonna be. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be real fucking weird. Um, I hope. I hope it is. I hope it's like just fucking. Like, just fucking insane. Um, PT wasn't bad, actually. I like PT. Nah, PT was pretty good. Uh, I I had the PlayStation that it was on for a little while, and it's gone now. Um, but I heard that they went back and, like, uh, retroactively disabled it, so PT doesn't work anymore anyway. No, that's the rumor it works. Oh, it does? Yeah. I, okay. I try, As soon as I read that, I tried it. Well, that was why I said I heard. So, wait, do you still have it? Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, uh, it's too bad that I'll that give it to you out. for a hundred billion dollars. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually. Um, as, yeah. <laughs> as much as much as I enjoyed, uh, as much as I enjoyed like Metal Gear Solid back in the day, I'm really not that big of a fan, like of, of Kojima. I, I think he's great, but I don't, uh, I, I don't love him so much that I, I want that game really. What he decided that he likes in games and what I decided I like in games are no longer so close together. That's true, too. Um, you know, he wanted to be a filmmaker, right? So that explains a lot. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Remember when that was like the biggest criticism was was that uh, his games, like the cutscenes were too long? Yeah. Doesn't that seem... Like like something that we don't even really think about anymore, or or do you? Well, he, he's cut down a lot on the cutscenes. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like I just feel like I don't really see that complaint anymore. Like if a game has long cutscenes, I feel like, or or is it just that games don't have cutscenes that long anymore? As you say, I can't think of too many games these days that have long cutscenes, aside from the Yakuza series. Jesus Christ, I'm thinking of like Xenogears and like some of those conversations that you have in that game that literally like take longer than a dungeon. Uh, there's there's some very long segments uh, in that game, and I maybe we just learned not to do that anymore. Yeah, and I think they're not really that impressive anymore. Yeah, that's probably true too. You're not like blown away by them. Like when fucking the the when fucking Sephiroth was blowing up, um, 
you know, the, the fucking airwing in Final Fantasy VII. Which, by the way, if you go back and look at the cutscene, it looks like shit, but everybody was wild. It's funny you say Final Fantasy because that was going to be my next example where, like, um, it had very short cutscenes because they were, I'm sure they were, like, cost-intensive and stuff like that. And um, But I remember thinking, like, that's kind of why I played those games is because I wanted to see those dope-ass scenes. Mm. Which is funny now. If you go and watch them on YouTube, you're like, I tried really hard to get this. <laughs> Because man, some of them are are just bad. Um, or- and the funny thing is that like the simple like pixel art of Chrono Trigger still holds up, right? Yeah, that's that's something that's kind of like I don't know if I'd say too bad, but man, that that PlayStation, that PSX era is just it's done for. Oh yeah. There were probably some good games on that platform that just can't be rescued without a major graphical overhaul these days. No, I think that's true. I think I think that's why you're seeing so many remaster titles come from that specific era. It's not just con- um, not just graphics though. It's controls, it's design. Like some of the designs in those games were like you, you would like not put up with a shit today. Well, especially, sure. especially like the early PSX games before the DualShock came out. Um, oh Jesus! Because when they were designed, they were designed without uh, analog sticks, and yep. some of that is pretty rough too. Like some of those games just are are not a pleasure to play anymore. Yeah, I agree. Are we getting the Final Fantasy remake this year? No, there's no way. Thank God. Um, <laughs> What's the other one that was that nobody thought would come out that it, that is coming out? I was just thinking of it. Shit, it's uh, oh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah, it's gonna happen, and uh, I'm not gonna do it. But no, me either. I, have, I haven't played any of them. Oh man, I, well, I even that's just, not true. I played the first one, but I didn't finish it. I really liked the first one, um, and I liked the second one too. But I got stuck somewhere and never played it. But but even even then, the second one is very confusing. Like the first one is, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world to follow, but you can at least do it. But the second one just doesn't make any fucking sense, and I'm sure this will follow suit. So, but if you're a little boy and you love anime, this is gonna be uh, the ticket for you. And if you love Disney, and if you love Disney, that helps too. I uh, thought they had Zelda, not Zelda, Frozen. I think I was I think I said this before, but I have a coworker who doesn't really play games and he plays Kingdom Hearts because he's a huge Disney fan. Call him a faggot. Let me see him. Yeah, I will. I'll let him know tomorrow. Just be like, Lucius says you're a faggot and he just walk away. I'll really I'll really put Lucio him. said that? Yeah. I... <laughs> no, Lucio. I'll really put him in his place. He's good. he's not gonna know what happened to him. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> It's probably true. I guarantee you that. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be very confused. Um, actually, I had another thought. Michael, have you been on the podcast since we played Spy Party? No, actually, I don't think we have. Might be. Or worth, I have. Might be worth just mentioning that a little bit too. Um, yeah, Spy Party is cool game. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be like eligible for Game of the Year or anything because it's still in early access. But uh, Michael and I both grabbed it a, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I think we both really liked it. Yeah, that was a that was a fun game. It's it takes some time to kind of get into, but once you start learning the swing of it, like it's almost kind of a shame that there are more 
yeah, what would you say? There, there's something missing that I think would make it like more of a fun, like, hey, we've got 20 minutes, let's go play some spy party type thing. But uh... yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know what it needs, but I get what you mean. Where you say like, it's just missing something. It's short. Uh, something. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have. Usually, when I play a game and I and I want to critique it, I can come up with some pretty specific examples of what I need. Um, like I need to get to the end of the game and use all of my skills that I've learned throughout the game. Uh, That's the only way it's good. And if I don't, then then it, then it's bad. Um, but here, I don't really have any like specific examples. It just kind of feels short. And yeah, something's something's not quite there. But the idea, I guess, so for those of you who don't know. Party? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's that's very it's a it's a two player online game where one person plays as a spy and the other one plays a sniper who's observing the party the spy is at, and the spy's goal is to blend in with all of the NPCs at the party to accomplish a certain number of tasks in a given like you know two to three minute period, hmm. but um, the the sniper is watching and trying to identify who the spy is by their you know behavior. Yeah. Yes. So the idea is you're trying to blend in with the NPCs, like play like a computer, but also, you know, like steal a guest list or uh, swap out a valuable statue, and, um, plant a bug on an ambassador, like just do these little does, things. To, um, uh, does the sniper know what you're supposed to do? He knows, he knows what the goals are because you alternate. So one person will play as the spy and then you switch and the goals are the same every time. But the thing is, is like, so the, the, uh, one of the goals is to, is to switch a statue out. So you go over to a statue, you pick it up and then you can, you can fake out with that. You can pick it up and admire it and then you can put it back. But if you think the sniper is not looking and you can see their laser, so, you know, you have a rough idea of where they're looking. Um, (laughs) but if you think they're not looking or if you think that your view is obscured, you can go ahead and, and swap the statue out. The thing is, is that other NPCs also pick up the statues. And so right. if someone seems like overly interested in the statues, that could be a hint. Um, but but even if you just the real thing is you want to catch them in the act, like you want to actually watch the statue like phase out, like it, it changes from one to the other. And um, mm. it, it it's funny because you could you could kind of tell as Michael and I learned the game that we had to change each other's strategy like with one another. Um, mm-hmm. And I got really good at like watching movement. I wouldn't say I got really good, but I, I got pretty good at like, at like detecting. And so that's the thing is like, even just the slightest jerk on the keyboard could fuck you up because <laughs> I can see this character like start to make a step and then stop. And NPCs like really walk with purpose in that game. And so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of kind of, it was something that Michael could like get away with in our early games, but towards the end, he had to be perfect with it. And it's the same thing for me. Like, like the statue swap, the other player gets so good at looking for that, that you have to, you have to really nail it. Like you have to, you have to be on it. Um, but when you start out, you can, you can kind of get away with it a little better. And so the game didn't feel really balanced at first. I was like, Oh, the spy wins every single time. Um, but then, right. but then it kind of changed, and it was like, "Oh shit, no!" The sniper wins every time, and then we got good at that, and it changed again, and it was like, "Oh, this person wins every time," and and so it's kind of like, it's just weird. It, it 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 it. I've never really played a game like this where you can really like quantifiably see the other person learning it like we did. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. And, you know, I, I played a couple of pickup games with just some random people online. Definitely got my ass handed to me every time. But they're picking up on things that I had no idea were even like a give or a tell. Um, and they were, you know, it's actually a fairly nice community because they were teaching me as we played. But there was like a lot of stuff that I didn't even notice. Like when you uh, when you put down a statue, you have to have your hands in a certain position. Otherwise, you do like a more awkward movement. And oh, yeah. Just small things like that that I would have I don't think I ever picked up on in playing the game. So there's a lot to it. It's just like I said, there's just something about it where like we, we played it quite a bit over a weekend. I played a little more. I'd like to play it again, but I'm like not in a huge hurry to do it. Like, yeah, I feel like we got a lot of the experience. I'd, I'd be it's, down for a few more rounds, but I'd like a couple updates to happen first. It yeah. feels like they would benefit from like more variety. Sort of, yeah. But you know, it's kind of like I said, where I, I don't really know what that variety would be. I don't, I don't really know what to do. More uh, party locations, I guess. Maybe some more, more locations, more. different objectives, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they've got a decent. There's probably like what ten to fifteen locations, and you know, you, every or every game has a handful of like out of ten, you do like four to five of the objectives available. There's a, there's enough uh, there's enough to keep you busy there. Um, I actually used an example with Michael, and, and he, he hadn't even... I don't even think he knew it existed, but did you ever play the uh, multiplayer in Assassin's Creed, Lucio? Uh, just once. I hated it. Oh, really? I loved it. Yeah. I'm so sad that they don't do it anymore. That was my favorite. Uh, really? Yeah, there's something there's something about doing like the fake NPC stuff that I just really like get off on. And so this game kind of scratched that itch for me a little bit. Um, it's a little pricey. It's like twenty four ninety nine, which I mm. I think is maybe just a hair more than what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but having said that, like it's it's constantly getting updated, and I would really like to go back to it. Um, you know, when it gets a couple more updates under its belt, and just to see how it is then. So I guess long story short, w- would recommend softly, like pick it up in a Steam sale. Recommend softly, or or more importantly, pick it up when you know that you have a friend who will play it with you. Because as yeah. as Michael was saying, this is probably a pretty miserable game to play online because it is not a crowded lobby. There's there's just a few hundred people on it at any given time, and, and they're all fucking experts, right? Yeah, all, they all seem to be pretty good. They're well, all like really I said, good. it actually it does benefit from a a pretty you know like generous uh, generous player base. I think they understand like if they want. To keep playing this game, they want people to uh, enjoy playing it. Right. You don't. You don't want to scare everybody away. Uh, right. Salt the earth by just getting on top of me and calling me a fag. Yeah. Nobody likes. That's true. Uh, nobody likes losing every single match in a fighting game. And so, like, if you want your community to live, think of it like uh, like getting your wife to play a uh, a game with you, um, which is an endeavor that I think most of us have just abandoned at this point. But if you wanted to do that. You'd let her win a couple of rounds because you know that, like, if you just crush her every time, she's not having fun. Right. And so it's it's the same thing with any any new title like that. You know, you you can't you can't just go in and, and destroy everybody uh, because they'll they'll never come to actually enjoy it. A lot of mm. a lot of gaming is winning, and and if you're never winning, it's not any fun. I mean. Fighting games deal with that by essentially making tiers, even though you probably don't see them. Right. Even in casual, but they do keep track of that, so you can 
in theory be matched with people who are at your skill level. Um, but gonna... there's an, an element of salt in it that makes fighting against communities particularly awful. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so, some a conversation we can have in a, a whole podcast about how they keep wondering why people don't get into games, but then when you like start playing a game, you get insulted whether you win or lose. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's funny how even in environments where they've really clearly tried to cultivate behavior that that isn't like that, it just happens anyway. Um, yep. And like I come back to Overwatch where when I very first played it, I was like, wow, they finally made a game where like the, the community won't be toxic and awful. And no, it, it absolutely is still terrible. And a lot of times it's people drawing like abstractions and just being like, you didn't get that, that many medals. Um <laughs> But uh, but but they still find a way to like get upset and to have this gatekeeping and bullshit. Yeah. And it's not fun to play a game where you pick like a character that you think would be good in a situation, and there's some fucking backseat character selector who's like, no no no, be Genji. Well, actually, they they probably never want you to be Genji. Yeah, no, yeah, Genji is one of those where you think it's a good pick, but no, everybody else hates you for. Selecting it. What the fuck? You're not Reinhardt. Be Reinhardt. You know, uh, no Genji. Go or left. Somebody has to play healer. Yeah, someone has hey, to play healer. You play healer. No, I'm always Reaper. <laughs> That's how I get him, man. Uh, but if there were only 10 people in the world who own a copy of Overwatch, I bet you'd have a pretty supportive community. You'd be pretty nice to each other. Yeah, that's, that's the thing is like uh, when you scare everybody away. Uh, which is kind of, uh, well, I shouldn't say it's kind of what happened with League because League has like a reputation like that, but it also has a, a billion, million players. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's a bad example. Maybe people do thrive on negative energy and being awful to one another. I mean, there's people who really like League. I mean, I don't know. I... <laughs> but it's not me. Yeah. They just haven't been discovered by it as child pornography. It was interesting because, it was interesting because uh, you know, I, I came, I got into fighting games in arcades, right? So that's not necessarily a, a nice community, but being able to get punched in the face really does a lot for your manners. No, that's that's yeah. that's so true. Uh, I mean, people can still be, be awful to each other in arcades, and I, I mean, even I've had experiences where I like went up against somebody and, and they lost and they were, you know, really upset about it or, or, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, um, standing right there in front of someone changes a lot. Yeah. Although it does amaze me how, uh, I'm, I'm routinely astounded every day by how awful people can treat other people in, in person too. Um, even if that's just like watching like a retail, uh, you know, customer experience. And no, that's a, yeah, that's a whole different. Some people pride themselves on their ability to be shitty to people in the service there, industry. There's a, there's a power dynamic there too that doesn't exist in arcade, but yeah. Yeah, I think some of that's got to be like when when your life is shit, you have to take whatever opportunity you can to shit on someone else. Yeah. To at least make you feel a little better. Uh, you got to punch down, and there's nobody who's further down than the. Uh, the customer service agent for Discover Card. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you working for Discover now, Michael? Hmm? Are you working for Discover now, Michael? 
No. Yeah, that was a that was a that was he was really opening his heart right there. Well, I'm drawing off some of my experience at Amex, so. Oh yeah. No, that's true, man. I I can't and and it actually funny enough it goes in gradients because um, I worked uh, I worked dial up tech support. That was my first job, uh, and those people were pretty awful. But then I switched to uh, cable television tech support, and those <laughs> those people are really awful. Um, and I think a lot of that is because if you were getting on dial-up back in the day, like that meant you were pretty on the cutting edge with like this whole internet thing, and so maybe you were a little more, uh, you know, sharper than some of the others. But you knew there was a couple of reasons why you might not be downloading that picture fast enough, rather than just, you know, that the guy is a son of a bitch. You were. We I were... worked. Uh, I worked at a bank in 2008. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, yeah, that's a rough one. Why are you foreclosing on my house? Yeah, why are you taking my house? I'm not taking your house, dude. I'm just trying to get my house not taken away. <laughs> no, I, I, I talked to a guy I don't before. Be too, man. Just, he, just... I, I talked to a guy before. He said his name was Dale. He said, you were taking my house. Well, thank God. You know what? That happened a lot more than I, than I would care to, like, I'd, admit, I'd, I'd imagine in 2008, that was your whole day. Every day. Where people would be like, no, no, yeah, I want to take care of you. My name is, I don't know, Daniel. And then this is my number. And they will hang up. And it's like, then, you know, they will go in and say, well, Daniel told me. I'm like, Daniel, what? Do you even have a last name? No, but he gave me his extension. We don't have extensions. It's like, the yeah. fuck are you? Aren't you glad uh, that uh, President Trump showed up and fixed all this? <laughs> I'm I'm doing great now. I don't. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Aren't you aren't you happy? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, Happier than ever. It's a good thing you got in before we built that wall, Lucio. Because <laughs> well, now I'm kind of, I'm enough to be in north of the wall, right? Now it's gonna be real tricky. Uh it's gonna be a lot harder for you people to get in here, if you know what I mean. I mean I can't mean you people airplane, which those go over walls. Oh, Lucio's people. Yeah, Lucio, the, the people of Lucio. Uh, okay. Yeah. You guys. But I came in an airplane. Those go over walls. Like, ah, shit. Uh, well, it's going to be a tall wall, man. Just do wait. Well, and the best the best part is, is pretty soon we're not going to have any TSA, so it's going to be even easier for you to get on that airplane and go over the wall. So That's true. It's uh, it's really not going to make a difference. Uh, but I, I'm, I deviate. Uh, I don't know. Any? Do you guys have any other thoughts on... The coming year, the previous year, what are you excited for? What are you what are you unexcited for? Uh do we, guess, feel, do we feel good? The next couple of chapters of the long dark, I guess I'll probably probably play. I think this is a year Kentucky Road Zero gets finished, yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Sure. That's a bold I'm right I'm writing that down in your bets. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna write K R You know what? If that's actually true, I want you to buy me like a steak dinner or something. <laughs> You know, you know what, Lucio, you got it. If Kentucky Route Zero comes out this year, I'll come up with some kind of reward for you because that's a bold prediction and it's also a, bo- a bald-faced lie. <laughs> it's uh, a long shot. It's a long shot. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you gotta. That's why you gotta throw that that shit out there. Um. So yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Well, uh, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, what 2019 holds for us. There's already like a gr- a lot of good games stacked in this first quarter. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have some oh, stuff. Rage to... Two. Yeah, actually, Rage Two looks like it could really work out. 
yeah. and uh, and be a winner. So that that's something else. And is that first quarter though, or is that like summer? Oh, I think it's summer. Let's see if it's got uh-huh. a release date. Me... Yeah, it's May. It comes out comes out the uh, couple of days before my birthday. A couple of days after my birthday. Great. Let's, well, we'll give each other the gift of rage. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just buy ourselves a copy of Rage Two and pretend that we and pretend we no, 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 no. no, we have to do it right. We have to send each other uh, an expensive copy of Rage with the extra like gift wrapping that Amazon sells you for a ridiculous amount. Yeah, that does sound like something that we would do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, we'll we'll see you back later. And uh, if you enjoyed our podcast today, go subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. But what you should really do is subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play Music or one of those services um, so that you can stay up to date with all the exciting stuff that we have to say. Yeah, the, the reason why Apple's uh, forecast went down is because you guys aren't subscribing. So yeah, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what's doing it. So... All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for being here. And uh, I think with that, we're out. Uh...